Welcome back to Perks Recap. Back at it again. It is Perks Recap Podcast. It is Wednesday. That means it is time for our NFL review of week five and our preview of week six. First up, this first podcast is all about the review of week five, what me and Al predicted, what we got right, what we got wrong. Let's get right to it. Al joins me right after this. And we are back. I say it every week. One of my favorite segments, if not my absolute favorite segment of the week. This is our week five NFL review. Al, how you doing? Good, Craig. How are you doing, man? I'm good. I'm good. Fully recovered from the COVID. That was, that's long gone. Feeling good. Everything's good. Well, I'm, I'm very glad to hear that, man. And uh, full strength, Craig, uh, makes me work for uh, this pick battle we have going on. <laughs> Yeah, we're going to get to that for sure. Um, entering the week of of our week uh, five picks, I was at 41 and 23. You were at 40 and 24. One game difference. Let's see how we did. So That's the first good. game. Yes, the first game. Chicago over Washington. And uh, yeah, what the heck? <laughs> that about sums it up, man. Every time you think you have this game figured out, it it, it kicks you right in the face. So yeah, no, it's uh, that I did not see that one coming. I mean, Washington has been one of the better, not good teams, if that makes sense. Early, right? They they should have won this game. Basically, they were at home too. Yeah, totally, totally. But all of a sudden, ever since Fields called out his offensive coordinator in the press, he has been on fire. He. Week in a row where he's he's done really really well. Yeah, yeah, no, he's 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 doing great. Um, that whatever was going on with it, it seemed like there was all this turmoil swir- swirling around them. They seem to be working through it uh, nicely right now. And uh, yeah, I don't, I still don't know what to make of them, but uh, uh, I do know <laughs> that Washington is not a contender. <laughs> no, they're not. They're not. If there was any, if there was any uh, any doubt of that, they put that to, to rest. So forty to twenty. Not only did the, did the Bears win, they won handily. Yeah, yeah, they which is another it. surprising aspect of this. A hundred percent. I mean, it wasn't even close. It never was, and it wasn't a game at all. I never saw that coming. You know, I picked Washington to win by thirty-one eighteen. Shows you what I know. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, so let's move on to the next game. And uh, guess what? We both got this one wrong as well. Yeah, yeah. It's fun. You know, I think um, part of it is uh, I think we both should have given a little more um, uh, emphasis to the the fact that the Jags were there two weeks in a row and the Bills had to travel. I think that's a big deal over there, you know. I honestly Uh, think that was the difference in this game is the fact that Jacksonville played there the week before and just stuck around and waited for the Bills to get there. And I think that played a factor. And um, Jacksonville – their biggest win of the year, obviously, looked a little better on offense for sure. And uh, 25-20, Buffalo was flying high. So even with all the, those factors in terms of uh, the, the jet lag and the, the travel, all that, I still probably would have picked Buffalo no matter what because they were just playing so well. And, yeah. um, again, the NFL's crazy. You, you can't predict this stuff anymore. No, it really is. And this, this was huge for uh, – uh, both of us, you especially with how far you had them going in the playoffs, but both of us had them having a real good uh, season record, regular season record, the Jags. And they were just mystifying for the first four weeks of the season. So this was this was really big to see. This was huge. Yes, absolutely. So we are both over two at this point. Yes. <laughs> on the weekly pick, so it shows what we know. Hey, we haven't um, even started the one o'clock games yet. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's move on to those. Let's do uh, it. Atlanta over Houston, 21-19. I actually – I picked Houston, got it wrong, so that's three wrong in a row for me. And you picked Atlanta, so you got – that's your first one right. But I honestly thought when Houston took that the lead late there, I thought I got it. I thought they, they did it, and uh, I thought I was going to get the win. But lo and behold, Atlanta still pulls it off. This is like – this is at least the second time they've done – they've had games like this where it's just back and forth, back and forth, and then a late field goal wins it. 
Yeah, for sure. They're and they're 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 that's the kind that's the way they're gonna have to win because they. It, although I will say this, Desmond Ritter had over three hundred yards. I thought it might take him the whole season to get that. Right, right. He looked pretty good. He didn't look yeah, terrible. That, I mean, that is the best he's looked by far. I mean, he was look. He just looked like an absolute disaster so far. You know, and that was big. That was big. I mean, because. Uh, that run game is no joke on that team, and if they can put some offense, you know, some passing offense together to at least let make people back off a little bit, you know, and give them some room, that's huge for that team. So if Desmond Ritter turns even even just mediocre or slightly below average, you know, that would be huge for this team. So we'll see where it goes from here, but that was a heck of a win for them. Yep, absolutely. And, um, yeah, Ritter has been kind of, you know, I, in my opinion, what's been holding them back. Because their defense isn't terrible. They've got great offensive pieces, but just the quarterback was struggling so much that they really, like you said, they kind of got to win ugly. Yeah, that's what they do. That's what they do. That's what Arthur Smith, you know, that's, I mean, listen, you don't run the ball 87 times a game because you want to win pretty, you know? (laughs) All right, all right. Let's move, let's move on to uh, one of our favorites, a team that is absolutely on the rise, a team ascending, Detroit over Carolina, 42-24. to 24. Uh, Detroit is, at, at this point, just on a roll. They are looking better and better and better, and they might, you know, next year's big contender might be a year early. Yeah, no, this is uh, – this, this is – Pretty impressive, man. I mean, they are they are really a full, complete football team. Jared Goff played another killer game. I mean, he was he was unbelievable. Uh, yeah, no, they're the real deal, man. I, I don't see, you know, I can't wait to see. I, I should have looked ahead at their schedule, and I will some at some point while we're talking. But uh, uh, they, I don't know what they have coming up, but I can't wait to see them play a real a a level team. You know what I mean? Right. And right. See, see how they fare. Well, they played Kansas City. Don't forget, and they beat them. Yeah, well, that's that's absolutely true, but that was that, yeah, that just seems like uh, when was that? How long ago was that? Now that was, was week like, one. That was week one. Yeah, that's why it seems so far ago. Yeah, that was yeah, um, yeah. I guess I just need to see it again because they're they're just too new, you know. But that is yep. fair. They beat the freaking Chiefs. That's a hell of a test. That's absolutely a valid point. Right, and we both got that one right. We weren't really close on the score, really, but uh, we got it right. Yeah, um, that's my you. first win of the week. But I went right back and lost the next one. So, you know, (laughs) Indianapolis over Tennessee, 23-16. I got to say, how the heck did you pick Indianapolis in this game? (laughs) Well, this was – You got it right and I got it wrong, but I don't know how you did it. This was my – this was my – uh, remember the uh, revolving door of the Colts, like win one, lose one, win one, lose one. When they you think they're going to win, they lose, and when you think they're going to lose, they win. That I, I, I have, you know, that and them being the home team. That's what I, you know, I just rolled with that because they, they're it's so hard to pick these kind of things, and uh, and you know, and if you know Anthony Richardson again out in like within a quarter or two, and uh, Gardner Minshew pulled off the big win, so you, you know. Is is Richardson out now? Is there any? Is he like done for a little while? I'll get an update right now, but it sounded like he was going to miss time. But you never know. So let me look and see if okay. anything came out yet. I will uh, note too. Uh, you were pretty close on the score. The final score was twenty three sixteen, and you had twenty to seventeen. Yeah, not bad. Not bad. Not bad at all. Not bad at all. Uh, Colts expect Richardson to miss some time, unsure about surgery, and they're debating an IR stint. So it sounds like he's out for at least a week or two, if not more. Yeah, probably more. If they're debating IR, that's at least, what, four weeks? That's four weeks if they do that, yep. And yep. if it's surgery, it might be season ending. Yeah, no, nah, that would be, yeah, un, yep. Yeah, unsure about surgery. Yeah, a, but to be honest, yeah, I don't, we'll see how that plays I out. don't consider Garter Minshew that much of a downgrade for them at this right now. Not really. No, I agree. So I, I had to keep Indianapolis right where I was, where, where I had him before. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. Gardner, listen, Gardner is, as you know, he's as good a backup as there is in the NFL. So if you're going to have to come, if you're going to have a, a Richardson that's getting, I mean, you know, I, this is now a big story, you know. Like, we've talked yeah. about it a little bit here and there, but, I mean, this guy can't stay on the field through five games. You know, it's it's this is his third injury in five games. <laughs> So, and that was the that was the big concern coming in is that he you know smaller guy and he runs so much 
he was going to have trouble, and it, that's so far it's, it's ringing true, for sure. Yeah, he's he's just a uh, he's a tough. I mean, six four, he's a pretty big dude actually, but yeah, he's he uh, he's he's getting knocked around. He's you know he's you're not big when you're going up against the the likes of the T.J. Watts. Right, yeah, the, I, 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 yeah, I, I kind of overstated when I said he he's not a big guy. You know, he's kind of smaller, but. He's not smaller, but for I mean, there's quarterbacks. You know, Josh Allen is what is he six six? Yeah, exactly. Two, yeah, two forty five. Guy in the league for sure. And yeah, and and listen, he's running like he's uh, Mike Allstott. You know what I mean? And that's not going to work for any quarterback. You know, I don't no. care how big. Nope. Well, let's move on. <laughs> All right. Miami thirty one, New York Giants sixteen. We both got this one right. Uh, I had 34 to 20, not too bad. You had 34 to 10, also not too bad. Yeah. Uh, pretty much, I mean, Miami just kind of took care of business. I actually watched this one with a Giants fan. I went to a bar, actually, this weekend. I don't do it all that often, but I did with a buddy of mine who's a big Giants fan. And it was just doom and gloom from the start. Like, it's, you know, he was saying, that, like, uh, he didn't have high hopes at all. And then as soon as it started to go downhill, he was like, here we effing go again, you know, like here. And, um, yeah, that's basically what happened. Here we effing go again. The Giants can't block anybody. Oh, listen, it's like Groundhog Day, this team. It really is. It's it's astonishing. Um, my my, I made a couple notes here for this game. One is Giants stink. Um yeah. They are this like it's just amazing. Like you know, you know, you and I both thought they were at least a, 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 a like slightly above five hundred. Whether they made the playoffs or not, I know we differed on that, but you know, we were both in the same freaking ballpark uh, record wise. Well, why not? Were... Coming off of the year they were coming off of. Why not? Right, they made the freaking playoffs in year one of the new regime. I thought they were on an upswing. It made me nervous as an Eagle fan. But what the heck, man? Like it, it, it is just uh, they are turning into a, a dumpster fire to use that term for the first time this week. They are really, really bad, and it's just astonishing. And now you they have really, Daniel Jones hurt on top of everything else, you know? Right now, um, DJ's hurt, and the defense looked horrible. horrible, horrible, horrible. I mean, just, just horrible, horrible, horrible. I, uh, I, I, you know. Oh, and oh, here's a fun thing. Did you hear this whole? Now I know you listen to a lot of New York sports talk. Did you get into this whole Evan Neal situation? Uh, with what his comments? Yeah, that was last and, week, right? Yes. Well, there was two things. There was the uh, the um, uh, you know, the giant, the basically the, saying, telling the fans not to boo. You know, wah wah, right? Yeah, the, and you, the worst you, thing you, know, is, you flip hamburgers and flip hot dogs and stuff. Yeah, yeah, he went real harsh on it, and it's just a dumb move. Every, every professional athlete get knows better, and uh, you just can't say that stuff because you know it's the you know we all know why the fans are paying your salary, all that good stuff. But here's the funny part about it. So for, he did a mea culpa. He you know he he, he did his apology. But then he, did you see the meme of him blocking? the wrong person did you see this this is awesome no no oh you you gotta look this up man you gotta look this up so there's a video out there evan neal <laughs> the right tackle for the giants if you're not familiar with them listeners was kicking out on a pass play and instead of blocking the defensive end he blocked darren waller in the back shoved him right out of the play <laughs> he wasn't pushed into him it was he just made a choice <laughs> <laughs> I sent it to all my giant buddies. <laughs> oh my god, that is that is hilarious! If you can uh, get a chance uh, after this, send it to me too. I'd like to forward it to some people. Oh, you got yeah. it! You got it! <laughs> oh man, that is that is great. They are yeah, they are terrible. There is actually a, there's a chance that they are the worst team in the league, in the league now. Yeah, there's a yeah. few teams up for this. There's a couple teams that are up for it, but they're right there with them. They, they are, are in really the mix. There. They are in the mix, my friend, for sure. And, and, and on top and, of being very bad, and I'm talking bad full, even full strength, now they're, I mean, they're just getting hit with injury after injury, too. Three yeah. offensive linemen, Saquon, <laughs> now, now Daniel Jones. I mean, oh. my God. Brutal. And, they're, you know, their offensive line stinks in the first place. They can't afford any injury. So three injury, I mean, that's just amazing. You know, they have one football player on that line, and that's Andrew Thomas, and the rest of them are would be yeah, lucky to make an arena team. Andrew Thomas hasn't right. played in the last three weeks. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. It's just uh, it's just amazing. So, yeah. 
Uh, All right. It's fun right now to hate on the Giants. And, uh, that, it really, really one, is. One other thing real quick on the Dolphins side of that is uh, there was a, oh, yeah. sleet, a massive rash of injuries this week. And another big one was uh, a Chan went down, the, the, the awesome young rookie who uh, – in like 40 carries was second in the league to to run in rushing to uh, well, at, one point in this, at one point in this game he had four carries for 115 yards it's unbelievable it's unbelievable like uh yeah, Brees Hall was averaging 6.5 yards a carry uh at that point in the season this uh this guy yeah. makes that look like nothing <laughs> oh absolutely absolutely so he is there uh any timetable for him is he out for a while let's see Let's see what we got. Keep up with all the injuries. I heard he was going to miss time. Yeah, I I heard he was definitely missing time. But let's see. Knee injury could cost weeks. Eh, That doesn't help. Okay, NBC Sports is saying a chain to miss multiple weeks could go on the IR. Very similar to Richardson. Oh, geez, that stinks. Yeah, that's tough because he's he's fun to watch, man. I mean, he's a special special young player. Holy moly. Totally agree. Totally agree. All right. Well, All right, uh, not much up. else to add on the Miami side. They kind of just took care of business. You knew they were the favorite for a reason. And uh, they showed, you know, how bad the Giants are, how good they are. And uh, we'll see if they get tested more, obviously, later in the year. Yeah, they're, they're a very good team. You know, they you know they lost yeah. their big test of the Bills so far, but uh, but they're still a very good team. And I think it's going to come down to those two for battling in the for AFC's pr- supremacy. Agreed. 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 Okay. Well, now the next one, I got right and you got wrong um, <laughs> because of your own caveat that you put on there. You actually <laughs> screwed yourself and, and, <laughs> and I sure did. It. You said if Derek Carr plays, you pick New England, and without Derek Carr, you pick New Orleans, and Derek Carr played so you picked New England, but New Orleans won with their car playing. And not only did they win, they won 34 to zero. Good Lord, Bill Belichick must be out of his mind. He must be losing his his mind at this point. I mean, he's got to be tearing his hair out. I can't. That, listen. I was I I still even despite the fact that I can't stand them despite but Belichick specifically and uh, um, the uh, despite the fact that I I knew they were pretty bad I still didn't think they were quite this bad and I thought Belichick still had some of that matchup magic that he's always had and I also obviously uh, you know Derek Carr's uh, shoulder was a little better than at last of the week before because he was throwing the ball over the field so um, I missed. That's about as bad a mistake as I made in predictions, and uh, and and put the Pats in that competition for the league's worst team with the Giants for sure. Yeah, they're right there. They're right there. They, they their quarterback has been benched two weeks in a row. Yep. And um, they had to do it though. You, you can't blame them for doing it because he's terrible. No, but the thing, and the unfortunate thing for them is that the Bentley Zappi's not that good either. So it's not like it's not like they're bringing in uh, Gardner Minshew off the bench. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, they just think they're they're terrible. Um, Belichick, I, I'm curious. I mean, if they go, you know, three and uh, fourteen or something like that this year, does Belichick come back? I wonder. Yeah, I wonder too. I mean, what is he seventy two? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So uh, yeah, it's got to be. He might be uh, getting towards the end here, and I wouldn't be surprised if any any one of these, if not this season, next season, he's going to be gone pretty soon. I think. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm yeah, it's the watch is on. The watch is on. So on the New Orleans side of things, I mean, couldn't have gone any better, obviously, and um, yeah, everything they did worked. They looked great. Um, you know, how much of it was New England being so bad? How much is it was them uh, playing really well? But no matter what it was, it resulted in a 34 to nothing victory. Impressive. And and the and huge news for them, Derek Carr looked like Derek Carr. Yes. Yeah. The, yeah. the week before, it looked like, uh, you know, he was throwing left-handed, you know. So that was, that's, that's huge because he's a good yep. player when he's healthy, and he was not the week before. It's good to see. Yeah. When he's healthy, he's solid as a rock. Absolutely. All right. Uh, now back to our losing ways. We both picked this one wrong. Pittsburgh over Baltimore, seventeen to ten. 
Once again, this makes no freaking sense. <laughs> I'll tell you. And listen, the, the Steelers are now tied for the division lead. I, I can't believe it. They've looked awful well, other than this yeah, game this and, week. And, and their losses, they're just really, they look terrible. They look like they don't belong on the same field as some of these teams. And then they come back and they win these games that you don't expect. I had no expectation at all, even though they were home, for them to win this yep. game. Yep. And you had 30 to 12, Baltimore. <laughs> well, I, I, I'm wrong by about a combined total of uh, 78 points on these last two picks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I wasn't much better. I was 27-17. Not much better at all. Um, Man. But. Yeah, I, I, Pittsburgh is a tough, tough team to figure out. And now is Baltimore becoming the same kind of tough team to figure out week to week? This whole league, it's, it's yeah. a mess. It, it's wild, man. It's it's fascinating because I really thought the Ravens were starting to separate themselves in that division big time. You know, I think that's exactly what we said last week. Yeah, the Ravens and, are separating themselves. And then they go to the and they go to Pittsburgh and put up uh, ten points. It's just wild and. Uh, Oh, and, and I would be remiss if we didn't mention uh, T.J. Watt. You know, I mean, everybody uh, knows football, knows how good he is. But, man, I mean, he is just one special player, man. He just took over that game. He really did. And it was, that was his game. That was with T.J. Watt. Uh, you know, welcome to the 2023 season, T.J. Watt. Kind of. Yeah, 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 indeed. Perfectly put. Perfectly put. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't have a whole lot to add. It's just a mystery to me. I, I'm, you know, just. I can't figure it out. It's tough. I'm with you. I'm with you, brother. Like I, it, it, yeah. Uh, let's. Uh, we just gonna have to wait and see that play out because uh, I was ready to bury the Steelers last week, and uh, they're now tied for the division lead. So what do I know? Here we go. <laughs> yep, absolutely. Okay. Cincinnati over Arizona, thirty-four to twenty. We both got it right in terms of Cincinnati, but we did not have the score. We both had. <coughs> excuse me. We both had. Uh, Two-point victories for Cincinnati, low scoring. I had 16-14, to you had 19-17. to They won by 14 points. Burrow was not on the injury report for the first time this year. He said he felt the best he's felt this entire season, and he's he actually looked the best he's looked this season. Still not full-on Joe Burrow, but definitely good enough to carry this team over Arizona this week in, in – uh, starting to maybe right the ship a little bit. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. This is, uh, we talked about Derek Carr getting healthy, being big for the, the, uh, the saints. Well, Burrow getting healthy is massive for the Bengals. I mean, you know, we know what, everybody knows what kind of player he is and he didn't look anything like it the first four weeks. Um, and boy, he uncorked a, a bomb to, uh, among many other passes to chase Jamar chase on, uh, on Sunday. That was just, it looked, it was like, Oh, okay. All right. He's yeah. It's good to back. see, you know, you know, he's back. It looks, looks like yep. his arm strength is back. It's just good to see. And he, even Matt saying that he's massive for the Bengals, that's not even, Stressing it enough, in my opinion, that he is everything to that team. Everything. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll roll with that man for sure. He's, he, he is, is he is as, as important of one as one player can be to to a team. Joe Burrow is on the same level of like a Patrick Mahomes. There's only yep. a handful of those kind of guys, and he's one of them. I agree, a hundred percent. Now he's huge, and for him playing well, this team is an entirely different team. Um, yeah, it'll be. It's going to be affecting my picks moving forward with them. That, I mean, just just seeing how good he looked on Sunday, I think this team is back. Absolutely. Okay, we are at twenty five minutes. I'm going to cut this one right now. This segment, we'll be right back and finish up. We've only got uh, one, two, three, four, five games left. So the next segment shouldn't be quite as long, but we're going to uh, cut this one right here, and we will be right back with the second half of our Week 5 review. Okay, we are back. It is our Week 5 review. We are just finishing up. We've only got about five games left to to uh, go over from last week with our picks and everything. Um, I don't know if we mentioned the last game, the Cincinnati over Arizona we both did get that one right. The Pittsburgh yes. against Baltimore, we both did get that one wrong. Yes. Uh, but you did mention you wanted to mention something about Houston. We kind of glossed over Houston in their game against Atlanta. Uh, you know, we were more surprised that Atlanta won, and we were just kind of talking about Atlanta side of things more. But uh, you want to mention something about the the, uh, the Texans you want to mention about Stroud. 
Yeah, thanks, Craig. Yeah, I, I wanted to throw this in. I thought it was a pretty cool stat. Um, so CJ Stroud, uh, uh, this is wild. Most pass attempts to start a career without an interception. Oh, really? How about that? Of all the quarterbacks in the history of the freaking NFL, CJ Stroud has gone the most attempts without a pick. Now, I'm not sure if I'm correct on this. I think I am, but I'm almost positive that the person who he broke the record for is Dak Prescott. Oh, no kidding. I did, honestly didn't know that. I didn't, I think, they didn't I'm show not that sure. when I saw the stat. I'm not sure if I can know. Uh, next time we break, which would probably be before the next actual brand new podcast, I'll try mm-hmm. to see if I can look it up or something, or you can look cool. it up. We'll figure it out. And then maybe at the beginning of the next podcast, we'll just mention uh, if we were right, if I was right or not about that one. Um, Perfect. Everybody, if you want to know about that, uh, make sure you check out the week six preview, which will be coming up right after this one. Anyway, love it. Yeah, I'll get that. We'll get that stat later. And that's a that's a that's a interesting thing. And CJ Stroud, man, again, this kid was just blasted during the NFL draft process. And I love that he's tearing it up. He is, uh, like we said, though, this this game, this Atlanta, they're a tough team to figure out. There's another, another one. Houston, just, just I think I even mentioned this last week, but just going over it real quick. Washington, Houston, Atlanta. Indianapolis, Tennessee, Pittsburgh, the Rams, the Chargers, the Packers. They're all the same team to me, and I can't figure out anything week to week with any of these teams. They're all <laughs> like 500, all of them. Yeah. yeah oh, no. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's – uh it's stymieing. Like it really, it, it just boggles your mind. Like, you know, I, like as I've been watching this long enough to know that I should know better to ever think I know what I'm doing. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Uh, all we can do is give valid, you know, explanations for why we're, we're thinking the way we are for a game. And sometimes we're right. Sometimes we're wrong. And uh, I don't think that's really any different from anybody else because nobody could figure this game out. Hey man, I grew up watching Jimmy the Greek. He never got every, you know, he he was he was right sometimes and wrong sometimes. Like every every betting guy that came along, or every every person that picks games before a game on the on the talking head shows, everybody screws it up. It's just fun. It's that's why this game's so awesome. You know what I mean? If we knew what if, if we knew everything that was going to happen, I'd have stopped watching it when I was ten years old. Yep. Any given Sunday can never ring truer than in the NFL. That is the truth. All right. Well, let's move on. It is your team, Philadelphia Eagles, over the Los Angeles Rams, twenty-three to fourteen. Take it away. It is your team. So go ahead. Thank you, sir. All right. Well, this is a this was a this was a really big game for the Eagles. They they went down. I what was it, thirteen ten, with forty-eight seconds left in the half, something like that, just under a minute, and drove right down and scored a touchdown. And then uh, from that point forward, from that drive on. It was one heck of a game on their part. They played great D against a, a tough offensive team. Cooper Cup came back looking like fully full Cooper Cup right away, right away. Um, uh, it, w- it was a heck of an effort by the Eagles, even though the score was a little closer than you'd like maybe. But uh, they kicked a couple field goals instead of scoring some touchdowns, which you don't want to see against better teams. But I like this effort a lot. I like what I saw from the defense coming together. Um, this is the Eagles are, are rounding into prime form is what I took from this game. Absolutely. This was the most complete game they've played. In my opinion, this is the yeah. best they've looked and, uh, they managed to, to tread the water and get over the, the humps in each of the other, other games where they had some struggles, the, but if they've righted the ship and are still already five and oh, and they're just now rounding into form that bodes very well for a possible number one seed. Uh, we'll have to see between them and San Francisco, but uh, they're both looking good. But Philadelphia, that was the most complete game that they played this year, in my opinion. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so I, my, the caveat for me screwed me over this time. Uh, I had Philadelphia winning. You had Philadelphia winning. But then I had the caveat is if Cooper Cup plays, I'll take That's the right. Rams 28-27. The Rams Cooper Cup did play, but they still lost. So I lose, you win, and uh, you know, the beat goes on. 
Screwed by the cup caveat. <laughs> <laughs> but he did look oh, good. Oh, I love it. For, uh, for my fantasy team, it, lo- it was it, very, it was a welcome sight. For my fantasy team, it was a welcome oh, sight. Man. He looked really good. Well, and uh, fantasy wise, real quick, it was nice to see for uh, Cup to be back and just be right into Cup form, uh, Prime Cup. And uh, and also, Puka didn't miss a beat. No, nope, Puka still looked good too. That's exactly that's that's great. That's that's what's really great about both, having them both. Uh, the Rams have some some valid weapons now. It's uh, going to be fun to watch. And did you see that they traded Van Jefferson today? No, I didn't. They, they traded Van, huh? Yeah, I can't remember to who. Oh, to the Falcons of all teams. So he'll never catch another pass in the NFL. But, yeah, but he becomes <laughs> Mister Irrelevant. But okay. Yeah, yeah. Being the fourth or third or fourth receiver on the Falcons, you might as well just uh, play baseball. You'll catch as many passes. But uh, absolutely. <laughs> And I wanted to – one more thing on the Eagles game real quick, if you don't mind. Sure. Um, uh, Jeff Stoutland, I want to bring this guy up. I don't. I, a lot of people don't know offensive line coaches' names, and I don't blame them. But Jeff Stoutland is one of the best coaches in football of anything. And this guy, he's their offensive line coach. This guy turned an Australian rules football player into an all-pro left tackle. Yeah. <laughs> wow. You know, like – like 250 people were taken before that guy in that draft that year. You know what I mean? It's not like anybody else thought he was going to be able to do it. Nobody even knew what position he was going to play. A lot of people thought he might be a tight end. Nobody knew. And this guy is uh, – Stoughton is unbelievable. Um, you you can see with a team like the Giants where, you know, I, it's hard to believe that everybody they pick stinks. So some of it has to be coaching. You know what I mean? And, right, but they keep changing the coaching and it doesn't seem to matter. And maybe that's the issue. Maybe that one of these guys was worth sticking with. I don't know. But uh, but I'll tell you what I do know. When you have a good one, it shows. And Jeff Stoutland is a good one. Absolutely. Totally agree there. Uh, especially offensive line. You get There's a couple things for offensive line that matter more than uh, just talent compared to other positions. Oh, yeah. It's, 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 the, it's the team. That, it's the part of any football team. Yeah, and and every and it has to work as a unit more than yeah. any other component in football. Cohesiveness and a unit, and then coaching in terms of footwork is is really really important. So that's different than any other position. Some positions you could just you know just get away with being really really talented. That's not yes. the case with the offensive line. You got to be talented. You got to be smart. You got to have good footwork, good coaching, and you got to work well. Hundred percent. That's exactly right. And uh, I wanted to throw that out there because these guys don't get enough credit when they when they do good jobs. And, and he's doing a heck of a job. Totally agree. All right, let's move on. Jets over the uh, Broncos. Revenge game for Nathaniel Hackett. Thirty-one twenty-one. I actually did get this one right. Jets. You actually did get this one wrong. You picked the Broncos. Um. Huh. Zach Wilson is starting to look like an NFL quarterback. Ah, two things were really cool about. Well, actually, there is there's a bunch of cool stuff about this. I, I, I was really glad to get this one wrong. I really was because I wanted to see the Jets win. I just wasn't sure. And a couple like like you said, Zach Wilson is becoming uh, a, a functional NFL quarterback right in front of our eyes when it didn't look like that was ever possible even three weeks ago. Um. I'm, I'm not even willing to say he's even good right now. I'm not even willing to say he's okay. But I'm willing to say he's below average, but he's not a complete zero at the position. I agree. I do. I, I will roll with that for sure. And, boy, did we get to find out what it's like when Brees Hall is unleashed, huh? Oh, I did not know this. They just released it. They released it after we did our podcast last week that this entire season so far, one of the reasons why we were we were screaming about Brees Hall getting the ball more, we didn't understand, he was on a pitch count, or yeah. you call it a pitch count, but a play count, uh, up until this past, this past week right here, week five. Um, but they never told anybody. So we didn't know he was on a, pit, on a pitch count or a play count. So that's why he was getting limited carries and limited snaps. And uh, they came out, I think, the day after we released this podcast and said uh, that – there's no more play. There's no more pitch count. There's no more play count. They're just unleashing Brees. He's the starter, and he's gonna 
he's going to get the bulk of everything and he's going to be in most of the plays. Yeah, man. No, I saw the same thing and I was like, okay. Cause I can respect that. I'd say, you know, I, you know, it was, you know, we were used, we were getting used to people coming back from these, these big injuries. Um, but it makes sense to, especially with him being a, only a second year player, you know, I, we were all getting antsy as fantasy guys, but in real life, you got to take care of these guys. So I get it. And, and, uh, he, he showed better and better and better. And they finally unleashed him and Holy moly, he almost went for 200 yards. Wow. He's by the way, he's really, really good. He's really oh. good. S- spectacular. Spectacular. I, I mean, I'm, I'm this guy, if I could have any running back in football right now for the next, you know, seven years, I might pick him. I'd have to, you know, now I'd have to look at a list, but I, I'd have to be hard pressed to pick somebody over him. Yeah, he's that good. Maybe Bijan, but other than that, that's not it. You know, I, I think I might take Brees, and I like Bijan a lot. Yeah. All right. Well, um, on the Denver side, they are just terrible. They suck. I really don't have a whole lot to say about them. They are. Yeah. Uh, if they, they, if there is a team that's worse than the, the Giants, it's them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They. Uh, and oh, and we can't. Well, we can't go past without mentioning uh, the uh, the the revenge of Paul Hackett. Uh, Nathaniel Hackett, or Nathaniel, I, I keep doing that. Paul Hackett was a uh, freaking offensive coordinator for the Seahawks under Paul Holmgren in the, in the <laughs> late nineties, early two thousand. Sorry, I keep doing that. But <laughs> but uh, under Mike Holmgren. Oh, do oh, boy. <laughs> what's happening to me, Craig? I'm just gonna I'm gonna start just calling him by last names because what am I doing? That's so funny. <laughs> he said Paul Holmgren. That was great. Is is there a, is there even a Paul Holmgren out, out there? Like I, I just made that one up I don't entirely. Think so, <laughs> but Mike Holmgren, yes, Paul Hackett under Mike Holmgren, absolutely. <laughs> so anyway, Nathaniel Hackett, um, I just love that he got to rub that in uh, Sean Payton's face. I just thought that. Was oh, and they gave him got, the game ball too. They gave I, him the game. That's ball. where I was heading. Thank you for saying that. Yes, perfect, perfect. So it was nice to see. You know, I have no ill will at all towards the Jets. So I don't mind, you know, I, I, I kind of secretly root for them a little bit. Nothing crazy where I want them to go crazy, you know, win the Super Bowl or nothing. But I don't want them. I, I'd like to see them be respectable to some degree, you know. Yeah, I've always kind of had a thing for the Jets because I can't like the Giants. You know, they're in, in my Eagles division. So they're if – if I'm going to go for any New York team, it's certainly going to be the Jets. And, uh, you know, I mean, all the way going back to like uh, um, Al Toon and Freeman McNeil, oh, yeah. you know. You know, they, Mark they, they Gastineau. Some, Mark yeah, Gastineau. Gastineau uh, well, uh, shoot, the other guy, that's New York Sack Exchange, you know? Yeah, I always forget the other one. Joe Klecko. Joe Klecko, yes. He just, they, they, he just went in the Hall of Fame. Yes, as he should have a long time ago. Yes. Well, let's move on. Excellent. If you're If you're ready to move let's on, do. I am. Let's do uh, Kansas City Absolutely. over Minnesota 27-20. We both got this one correct. I had 2420, uh, so I was kind of close. You had 3724. Um, Kansas City is getting their wins. They're looking okay, but there's I'm still waiting for an offensive explosion, and it really yeah. hasn't happened. I'm with you, man. And this, I thought it was going to be this week. That's why I had him scoring 37 points because the Vikings defense is not good. So I thought if, uh, if it was going to happen, this would be the perfect week. But yeah, they're just kind of sputtering along. Okay. You know, like, I mean, they're better than obviously most teams, but they're just not up to their own personal standard yet. You know? Yep. Yep. Uh, but, you know, there's, they're definitely good enough to beat Minnesota. Minnesota's really bad as well. Um, and now Justin Jefferson is out. Yep, continuing a big week of injuries, and he is going on the IR. Did you see that? He is already on the IR. Yes. yes. So and, minimum um, of four. If it, gets, if it gets much worse for them, I could – Cousins. That was the oh, big talk on the, New, on the New York Sports Talk Radio. Uh, that was the big talk today was if Minnesota loses a couple more games, the Jets might be calling – uh, the Vikings to try to get Cousins. I don't think there's any chance of that. I will dispute that because they. Well, I don't think so either. Because what are you going to? I don't think Cousins is going to go anywhere. He's got a no trade, and if he's going to go somewhere to try to win, sure, he he might have a chance to win with them because their their roster is pretty good. Otherwise, but the thing is, 
what does he do after that? He's going to want a contract, and they can't give him a contract. Yeah, no, no way. And also, you really think Robert Salah is going to stand by Zach Wilson at his absolute worst and then dump him for, for uh, you know, uh, old, good old Kirk uh, uh, just after he starts playing well? That doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, there are other teams that it makes a little – Atlanta Falcons make a lot of sense to me. Yeah, or the Colts. Yeah. That's because Richardson, Richardson can't stay on the that, – That's an interesting yeah, – yeah. Actually, you know what? I already know who it's going to be. If he goes anywhere, he's going to go to the Patriots. <laughs> that's Wait, where he's going to go. Well, you he's said he had a no trade clause, though, didn't you? Yeah, but if he goes anywhere, that's that's where it's going to be, I think. Whew, I don't think I don't know if he'd excite. If I was Kirk Cousins, I wouldn't accept it. But it does. I mean, they certainly need a quarterback, so maybe you have something there. All right. Well, we'll we'll see. We'll see. Maybe he won't go anywhere. I mean, you know, that's it's, all it's fascinating. I love that we can talk about that now, 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 that now in the NFL. Yep. Yep. All righty. Okay, buddy. Nope. <laughs> No, sir. Oh, pal. <laughs> no, 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 thank you. <laughs> oh, oh, I was thinking uh, about you during that one, but that was a rough one, I know. Uh, okay. San Francisco is clearly, in my opinion, the best team in the NFC. Or, no, I'm sorry, the best team in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And only Philadelphia has a chance to... to uh, against them if they can uh, get home field then i think philadelphia has a legit shot in the playoffs against them but if they have to go to san fran i don't think they're going to beat them san fran is operating on a completely different level when they're playing when they're playing well like they did last on uh, sunday night i don't see how anybody's beating them they were hitting on all cylinders everything they did worked they made a good defense look like complete swiss cheese <laughs> and then their defense made it a decent offense look like it was completely inept. Uh, there was nothing. There's no excuses. The Cowboys had all five of their offensive linemen starting for the first time since 2021. Mm. Uh, and it didn't matter. Uh, you know, Dak wilted a little bit under the pressure, but you can't put it all on him only because the defense wasn't allowing anything to happen, and there and the our defense couldn't stop them anyway. It didn't matter; we couldn't do anything against them. Um, and it questions now: Is this? I I do think this is more about San Francisco being great than it is about Dallas being bad. But yeah. but you know, I'm a Cowboys fan, and now I've got questions. They've beaten three bad teams. That's it. Three really bad teams. And yeah. uh, they were un- not competitive against the one good team they've played. Um, so I don't know now. I got to see them w- string some wins. They've got a couple of decent games coming up. Nothing crazy. Game- winnable games, but not pushovers at all. They have the Rams. And then I think they had the Chargers. There's a bye mix in there somewhere as well. But the Rams and Chargers are, are not great. Definitely winnable games. But definitely games that are not going to be easy and not pushovers. But if right. they're a good team, and now I have to question if they are a good team because they might not be. Yeah. But if they are a good team, they got to win those games, both of those games. Then I'll start feeling a little better about it, at least that they're in the you know Detroit kind of category because they're not. I I I think there's three three tiers at the NFC level right now. I think it's San Francisco by themselves in tier one. I think it's Philadelphia by themselves in tier two. And I think it's Dallas and Detroit in uh team in uh tier three. That's interesting. I would agree, except I would put Philly in the same tier as San Fran. And I can understand that. Absolutely. Cause they, they're undefeated as well. I just was so <laughs> impressed with San Francisco. Oh, actually I think after those LA games that Dallas has and the buy that's in there somewhere, uh, I think the next game after that is Philadelphia. So we'll we'll get some answers uh, relatively quickly in terms of Philadelphia uh, and, and, and in terms of the Cowboys as well. No doubt. No doubt. That was uh, that was astonishing. I did not expect that at all. I mean, 
I fully respect the Niners and, and uh, know how good they are, but I thought the Cowboys would hang a lot better than that, and it just was astonishing. I mean, Tony Pollard couldn't do anything. Dak Prescott couldn't do anything. Um, it was uh, the, their offense was rendered completely useless, um, and uh, it was just a drubbing. And uh, I just did not expect that at all. It was it was wild. And I don't have a whole lot to add other than what you did a, a spot on analysis. And uh, yeah, Forty ers are. Excellent. They are a scary team. Yep. There's not a whole lot to say. Um, the, the, the biggest takeaway I have in terms of being a Cowboy fan, we are, we're not there yet. We're not on that level. We're not on their level. And uh, any hopes there was for this to be a magical season are pretty much down the drain unless there's some drastic change somewhere that uh, is tangible that, you know, you can see clearly. And I don't see one coming up on the horizon at all. So I don't see any scenario where Dallas can can uh, go to the playoffs and beat Philadelphia or San Francisco, especially San Francisco. Well, it's certainly hard to say that after that that butt whooping. So who knows where? Who knows where? You know, it's a weird league. Who knows where we are twelve weeks from now? But hard to see it right now. I agree. All right, let's uh, let's finish this up. <laughs> Another game. We oh, by the way, we both got that right with the San Francisco game. Uh, yes. We both got the Kansas City game right as well. But we both got this one wrong, the Monday night game. We both picked Green Bay, and they laid a big turd and lost to the Raiders. Somehow, some way, the Raiders win a game 17-13. to 13. And, uh, wow, I just am totally unimpressed with them. But they pulled this one out. Yeah, I'll tell you, man, um... The old sitting for four years Jordan Love theory isn't looking so good right now. Dude's thrown six picks in the last two weeks. He looks awful, and his and his completion percentage is near fifty percent, which is not good. Yeah, um, he started out okay, and now he's completely going down the drain. Yeah, yeah, he was, and he was getting by on making clutch plays early. But I mean, after three weeks, his uh, passing percentage was fifty three per completion percentage was fifty three percent, and. Uh, that's never going to last in the NFL. So I, I, I like a lot of what I see from him still. I really do. I'm not, I'm not giving up on this guy. No way. But, um, but he's still a ways away. There's, there's, um, there's, he goes for some very difficult passes that I think if they keep doing them, he will, he'll start completing more of them in time. But, uh, but right now those are turning into picks and, and, and big misses and, uh, leading to low percentages and a lot of interceptions. So I'm, uh, yeah, the that was bad. And I'll tell you what, AJ Dillon is not a good running back. I, I've been waiting for this guy for five years to get a chance, his full chance. He finally he's finally getting it, and he is not good. Um, no, he's not. He is not. I, it, I really liked him coming out. He reminded me so much of Michael the Burner Turner, who was one of my favorite running backs ever. Ah, I love Michael Turner. Yeah, man, I did too. And he, 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 he they. They both have those massive thighs, and they're both big guys, and and uh, with some juice to them. And uh, yeah, it just hasn't happened. I don't know. I don't know why. It's just uh, a bummer because I really like that guy. Yeah, when he, he's it looks, it looks like he's more of a, um, you know, he he's a contributor, not a main guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a he's a decent number two, and that's that's just about all as far as it goes. It looks like. Yep. Yep. Totally agree there. As for the Vegas, as for the Raiders. Um, you know, good on them for getting the win. They were at home. It was kind of ugly, 17 to 13. Uh, I haven't been impressed with them, but Devontae Adams looked looked really good. Um, you got to give him credit. Josh uh, Josh Jacobs looked was looking like the old Josh Jacobs, which is what they need. If they're going to have any kind of success, they got to run that guy uh, basically into the ground. But their defense isn't very good either, but they held Green Bay, like you said, and that could be part of the – Jordan Love struggles more than anything else. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, I mean, yeah, the Raiders are the Raiders. I mean, they're going to win a couple games here and there, but I don't think they're going to be very good. But here's the Raiders this week is, did you see this? Devontae Adams, we, we were talking last week about all the wonderful trade possibilities. He came out this week, said he doesn't want to go anywhere. He's staying. He wants to be part of the building process. And uh, it sounded pretty, you never know. I mean, something, you know, the right thing comes along, maybe he changes his mind, but it's, it sounded pretty, pretty definite. So that surprised the heck out of me because I thought he wanted out there the way it sounded in the offseason. I did too. Now, did he say that before or after the game? Before. Oh, okay. All right. Before is more valid. 
Yeah, because it wasn't just was a, I'm happy and I just beat my old team kind of thing. It was like, uh, you know, he just said it of his own volition, you know? Oh, all right. Well, then maybe he won't be going anywhere. We'll have to see. Like you said, things change, of course. We, we've still got a few weeks to go for the uh, trade deadline. But we'll have to see. I thought he was one of the, the uh, candidates, but maybe not. All right. Well, for the week, sir, you went eight and six. That is not great. Not but stellar, but than over <laughs> I went seven and seven. Oh and boy! If remember, I, think I know we what were, that means. If we, if you remember, we were one game apart with me up by one game coming into this week, and you going eight and six, and me going seven and seven. That means with a forty-eight and thirty exact tie record for both of us. That's what we are. Forty-eight and thirty. We are tied. Through five weeks, that's nuts. I can't believe it. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, that's seventy-eight games, and we are exactly tied after picking seventy-eight games. Somebody smarter than me could tell us the uh, mathematical improbability of that, but uh, I imagine <laughs> it's pretty high. <laughs> yes, absolutely, totally, totally agree. All right, well, that's going to do it. We uh, we're done with this. Uh, the uh, review podcast we're going to come back hopefully you guys will join us for the preview podcast for week six i will be hosting that taking the reins on that one you have anything else to add for week five though no i think i'm good man another crazy week in the nfl you know and uh just uh love the game love the game let's see what we can do this week (laughs) yeah we'll see if we can get this this tie broken uh, yeah, right, right. Boy, it would be something if we go all 17 weeks and end up tied. How would that be? Oh, my God. That would be completely nuts. We'll have to see. Yeah. <laughs> all right, brother. Yeah, I'm good on this week. Looking forward to doing week six. Okay. All right. Hopefully, everybody will join us. I'll be right back with a quick close, and then it's on to the week six preview. There you have it. Week 5 review. Hopefully you enjoyed that one. We always do every week. Please join us for the next podcast. It should be up right after this one is posted. It will be the NFL Week week 6 preview as we go through every game, give some predictions, give a score, give who we think is going to win, and some thoughts on every game coming up. Uh, Real quick, we mentioned uh, C.J. Stroud broke the NFL record for the most pass attempts before throwing an interception in the history of the league. And I mentioned that he broke uh, Dak Prescott's record. Well, I wasn't sure if I was right or not, but we do have an answer. It'll be right at the start of the next podcast. So please join us there for that answer. If you're not sure, like I wasn't sure. And uh, also don't forget about uh, my music reaction channel over on YouTube. Still uh, hitting that five, six times a week as always. Hopefully you're enjoying that as well. And that's going to do it for this one. Until next time, I will see you later.